cortisol is a stress hormone and it's not the cause of fat gain, okay? You may be having water retention because of stress or you may be stress eating, which causes fat gain, okay? Cortisol does not slow your metabolism. If you feel like you have a lower metabolism, you're probably not getting enough meat in throughout the day, not enough protein, and you're not strength training. If you want to increase your metabolism, get your meat up, get that protein in, and strength train. Well, stress is a fickle bitch like that because what you were just describing, the lower metabolism because of they're not moving as much, stress contributes to those things, yeah. right? Stress can make you want to lose, move less and not eat well and do all these other things. It's not mm -hmm. the reason why you're not losing weight, but it's, it can be a contributing factor because of the behaviors and things that happen after when you're stressed the fuck out, when you're chronically stressed. Yeah. I, I feel like social media overuses uh, cortisol as a buzz term as well. Yeah. Cortisol is you know? not a bad thing. Exercise causes stress. I was going to say, I was going to say, yeah. Does that mean exercise is bad? Fuck no. Right. Welcome to Cut the Crap with Beth and Matt, the world's number one no bullshit health and fitness podcast. Are you ready to cut the crap with your diet and exercise, get strong as fuck, and build a healthy relationship with food? Then you've come to the right place. Let's, Let's go. If you'd like to support us in the podcast, join our Patreon where you get exclusive content, which consists of monthly workouts you can do at home or at the gym, monthly challenges that are either strength, habit, or mindset-based, and access to over 100-plus low-calorie, high-protein, family-friendly meals. These are all designed by a professional chef who is certified in nutrition. These recipes are already in my fitness pal for easy fucking tracking. New recipes are also added each week. We believe that fitness is for everyone, so this is our way of getting you started on your health and fitness journey at a price most everyone can afford. So what the fuck are you waiting for? I'll see you in the Patreon. What's up, Matt? Not much. Feels like I just chatted. We did. We did. We are doubling up our episodes because I'm going to be traveling. Yeah. So, so we want to make sure to get one out to you guys next week that is fresh and new. That's right. Yeah, because we recorded um, an episode yesterday, Wednesday. Today's Thursday. So yep. yeah, we're banking them up. Um, we are banking. That's something we've had to do in the, in the past a little bit, isn't it? Mm -hmm. um, to make sure that we fulfill our commitment to ourselves and to our yeah. listeners to make sure that we get an episode out every Friday, regardless of what we've got. Fucking yeah. And this is about being consistent, right? And planning. Like we plan because we know like if Matt's away or if I'm away, we have to make sure that we are hitting every episode each week. So we may not have to um, record on a usual day and that's okay. Mm -hmm. But we're getting this shit done. It's not, it's not perfect, and it certainly it's not. It's important to us, us right? And you know? it doesn't mean it's not necessarily easy. But we mm -hmm. love what we do, and we're here to help you guys. So yeah, and it's important to us, and we made the mm -hmm. promise to ourselves and to you guys, so we fucking get it done. So that's right. You know, that's what that's what really what it comes down to. Um, when you got to honor these commitments to yourself, we hear all the time about people like, how do I build confidence and mm -hmm. gain trust in myself? Well, you you start by honoring your commitments to yourself and finding a way to get it done in the face of adversity and fucking when things are difficult, scaling it back if you need to. Find finding ways to defeat that that all or nothing uh, mentality of wanting things to be perfect. It's not yeah. gonna be pretty. Exactly. Wow, hell of an intro wow. there. Yeah. <laughs> Today we are answering your questions from the Instagram Q&A. Let me just thank you guys for actually responding to my little, why aren't you guys asking questions? And I understand some of you may not listen to the podcast, but we hope you start to. I just get so many questions anonymously and it's hard to answer all of those. 
So I will actually not say the people's names so you're more comfortable because I think that has another is another reason that we may announce their name so they're not wanting to ask. Is this a hunch that you're going off of? Just no, I got a, I got some from... I got some feedback. So I'm listening sure. to the feedback. I'm mm-hmm. not gonna say names. Yeah. Cool. Thank you guys. Cool. And then I'll be answering questions from our uh, Patreon exclusive Facebook group. Yeah, so we've, we've got some good questions coming from there. I, I, I don't I mean, I can say their names. What do you what do you want me to do there, Beth? Um, do we I mean, that's continue the you, tradition huh? of not saying their names there? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we should keep it fluent. Oh, we'll keep it fluent. All right. Y'all, y- OK, y- nobody has names today. You guys are just all badass members of the community. So, yeah. <laughs> now that i threw you through a fucking curveball there let's i'm do like this. you know if you guys want us to say names let me know but i was told you know yeah people probably would ask more questions if their name wasn't i get it i get it sure we'll, anonymity we'll right yep okay do you want to go first or do you want me to go first sure i'll go first one of our first questions i have is from the facebook group the question is i need a couple quick at home workouts to go to my old school basement on these days and resort to youtube basically within a short workout what should i be focusing on with basic weights love the question first and foremost i'm gonna just go ahead and plug our patreon i was gonna say (laughs) struggling with ideas we do have our patreon available to you to the community for five bucks a month takes all the guesswork out of the equation so if you're looking for some home workouts using like resistance bands and dumbbells then we've got you covered we even have a Mm -hmm. gym workout in there available to you as well five bucks a month yeah um now if you don't want to do the patreon for one reason or that's cool we can definitely give you some advice here so what should we be focusing on for basic with basic weights at home? Well, think about movement patterns is what we're looking for, right, Beth? We're wanting to mimic and replicate the foundational human movements that we have, and there's like seven of them. So we want to do some sort of a squat. That can be a dumbbell squat or a goblet squat. We want to do some type of a hinging pattern, hinging mm-hmm. movement. So let's bending over, picking something up, some type of a deadlift variation. We want to do a lunge, forward, reverse, goblet lunge, whatever. We want to do a pushing movement. So bench, like dumbbell bench press, uh, dumbbell mm-hmm. overhead press, resistance push bench ups. press, push-ups. Thank you, Beth. Yep. Let's see. What else we have in there? So we had pushing, we have lunging, hinging, and squatting. Well, there's a few more in there then. We also have pulling, right? So we want to do some pulling movements in there. That mm-hmm. means like rowing, pulling yourself to things, pulling things to your body, dumbbell rows, barbell rows, pull-ups, chin-ups are really great for that too. Then we have walking and twisting. Yeah. So a good program should incorporate all those movement patterns there and some type of a a variation of those movements. And honestly, to take the guesswork out of it, it is so worth just joining our Patreon and just having workouts given to you monthly. Every month. That way you just print that shit out and just follow it. Rather than try to guess, like I used to try to guess and I actually, when I didn't have a plan, I didn't end up doing anything. Mm, Yeah. When you have a plan, you're more apt to actually do it. Because it takes a lot of thought process to try to make up your own workout when you actually really don't even know how, what you're doing. Us coaches don't even like to do what You know what I'm saying? I hire cool. someone to write mine because I don't want to fucking write my own. I want to take the guesswork away and follow a plan. It's so much easier for me. Yeah. I hate writing so. programs for myself, my own workouts. It's yeah, it's, it's annoying. It's tedious. It is. It is. For so sure. just understand that you're not alone and you're probably more apt to do it if you're following something. As a parent, our days are filled with joy, challenges, and countless memories of connection. And let's be real here. More often than not, chaos can feel downright unavoidable. And in those moments, maintaining our peace and well-being are absolutely crucial. 
And you should know by now that I love talking about all things mindfulness. So this message is for all you mindful parents out there seeking a natural path to tranquility and presence. Cured Nutrition understands the unique stressors we face every day. Whether it's waking up early to take the kids to school or playing taxi as you shuttle everyone from practice to practice, let's not forget that you still have your daily responsibilities with your own career. That's why they created their Serenity Gummies, your go-to ally in managing the complexities of parenthood with ease. These gummies aren't just a treat. They're a blend of science-backed, health-supporting ingredients like full-spectrum cannabinoids, ashwagandha, reishi mushroom, and L-theanine. Each ingredient is chosen for its ability to support your physical, mental, and emotional sense of calm. Now imagine unwinding from the day's hustle with a natural alternative to alcohol, helping you to improve your presence, mindfulness, and overall well-being. Now oftentimes we turn to alcohol as a way to alleviate stress, but take it from someone that has a long look at his relationship with alcohol. That really only makes things worse. The Serenity Gummies offer a more holistic tool to have in your arsenal so that you can feel good about feeling good. I personally enjoy the passion fruit flavor. It's sweet with some kind of an earthy undertone. I'm no expert when it comes to tasting things. I just know what works for me, what tastes good. In addition to that, each gummy is precisely dosed to guide me to my happy place. Now, Cured Nutrition is offering an exclusive 20% off discount just for our listeners when you purchase Serenity Gummies. Visit www.curednutrition.com CTC and use coupon code CTC at checkout. That's C-U-R-E-D nutrition.com CTC, coupon code CTC to embrace a state of relaxation and balance. Remember, protecting your peace is just one gummy away. Now take a moment for yourself and find serenity in the midst of life's whirlwind moments. Because you, as a parent, deserve to support your well-being and do something for yourself so you can continue serving others like the badass that you are. Protect your peace and pop a gummy. Okay, so what are you drinking besides water during the day, mixed with pre-workout, collagen, creatine, etc.? Okay, so I drink mostly water with true lemon in it. True lemon has a bunch of different flavors. They have grape, they have watermelon, lemon. I like those. I've been adding those to my water lately, and I just add my creatine right to that. I don't really take collagen at all, and I don't take a pre-workout. There we so, go. And I don't take that's my answer. <laughs> I don't take any of that shit. Just water no. for me. Water, Diet Coke sometimes. I've actually cut back on that just because I just haven't wanted it. So yeah. probably start drinking it more in Florida. <laughs> But, you know, I don't really feel like a cold Diet Coke in the winter night, winter time. I'm more yeah, of like more a, of a hot... summer warm drink. Yeah, it's really yeah. a summer drink for me, for sure. Yeah. I do like to still, I have Diet Coke or, or Coke Zero, uh, mm-hmm. rather, a couple of times a week because I just, it sounds good with dinner because I do drink yeah. ice water all day. That's all I drink is ice water. Yep. Yeah. Okay, cool. Next question. Next question comes from the Patreon Facebook group. It says, I know to warm up before strength training, but how much should I be stretching before and or after a workout? Okay. Mm. So this one, so I want to talk about stretching for a workout because what we're, what we think of stretching for a workout, it goes back to like what we did in gym class before, before gym class and these static holds stretches and things like that. Mm -hmm. And if we're going to stretch before a workout, we don't want you doing these static stretches where you just, you're doing these hamstring stretches and and quad stretches and all those that you're not, we don't just want to hold the muscle and stretch it. We want to work the muscle with dynamic movements and dynamic stretching. Yeah. So if you're going to do some type of stretching before a workout, make sure it's dynamic based. So you're, you're, it's a 
stretch that you're doing. It's a movement pattern, essentially. It'll get your body warmed up and, and actually lubricated and get the joints going, get the muscles mm-hmm. firing and get your body warmed up properly. Yeah. There. Something like five to 10 minutes. I, I, I program like a dynamic stretching routine mm-hmm. for my clients. So yeah. other than that. I don't, I don't really stretch after my workout. It's honestly... Yeah, you. I, I want to qualify. You, you don't have to stretch before or right. after a workout. You should right. warm up. So we should really be talking about a warm up routine rather than a stretching yes. routine for a warm for a workout, right? Yeah. So warming up, you yeah. can do five to ten minutes on a treadmill at a light to moderate pace. Lots of different ways mm-hmm. you can warm up. Do something that you enjoy. Get your body primed up, and you don't. You can even do warm ups with just the movement you're going to be doing in the gym that day. Right. Yeah. <laughs> If you're doing a squat, you warm up with three or four sets of, of squats, starting with body mm-hmm. weight and casu- gradually working your weight up. But the the, full, the goal of like dynamic stretching would be to get those p- specific muscles and everything firing that you're going to be using that day too. Exactly. There you go, Matt. Yeah. All right. Do you feel like you have had to adjust your diet with menopause? I feel defeated. Okay. So <laughs> no, actually, I, I've been working on my health for since I was in my early 40s menopause symptoms that is more like hormonal related like reduction in progesterone and estrogen and all that stuff that causes all our symptoms right but everybody needs fiber everybody needs protein these are the things that everyone needs that i'm doing that everyone should be doing in their 50s 40s all throughout their entire life walking strength training you get it more water alleviating stress limiting alcohol so Ooh, I would say <laughs> that if you, yeah, I mean, <laughs> if that's part of your diet, I think that you would be benefiting a lot from limiting it. It's like pouring gasoline on your menopause symptoms. That yeah. is really, honestly, what I've changed. That is the only thing that I've taken out of my life. No I more alcohol. No more alcohol for almost nine years now. So yeah. I can guarantee if you are drinking, cut that out. Try not to feel defeated. Because it really takes consistent action and focusing on these things, fiber, veggies, fruit, whole grains. It may not be easy because you're not used to it, but that is the foundation. Right. And if you need help because your quality of life is suffering from menopausal symptoms, go to a menopause provider near you to get help for those symptoms, whether it's HRT, low dose birth control, whatever it may be. That will make it a lot easier for you to stick to a deficit and head towards your goals. But Mm. it really isn't anything different. You don't need to go low carb. You don't need to fucking intermittent fast. You don't need to necessarily cut anything out of your life besides alcohol. There you go. And that's really the the advice by multiple experts that have come onto our our podcast and talked yeah. to about it with it. I mean, literally, the menopause diet mm-hmm. have been on the podcast twice now, and and they that same advice that they recommend. So it's like yeah. The advice, the advice doesn't really change much. It's just you need to yeah. be a little bit more consistent and and on point with mm-hmm. it, essentially. Yeah. If you want, we have the menopause diet plan, ladies that were on here. You can listen to that episode. We've had Amanda Thebe. Amanda Thebe is um, a great one. They're both menopause educators. So a lot of mm-hmm. good stuff. And it's stuff that I repeat all the time. Yeah. And the good thing is, you guys, not to be, feel defeated because you are in control of a lot of this. That's the good thing. You are. I know it's not something that you want to hear, but we are literally in control of a lot more than you think. Yeah. And with menopausal women, too, that's such a demographic. I feel like has been exploited this past. That's the thing. Yeah. 10 years or so. That's really it. Everybody's trying to quote unquote cure menopause. And it's not these... a fucking disease. Okay. Right. It's a part. It's a transitional it, part of life. What the fuck, guys? Like you're, you know? you're not broken. No. 
But, At the risk of yeah. me being a mansplainer, oh my god, mm-hmm. no, you're not fucking broken. Right. <laughs> yeah. Okay then. All right. So it's my turn to take a question from the old Facebook group. Do you recommend taking creatine? And if so, what brand? Absolutely. I we get this question a lot, and we'll yeah. continue to um, answer it in a way that yes, fuck yeah, you should be taking creatine. Most people can benefit from taking creatine, I should say. Five grams a day. It's really all you need for is what the research shows to be kind of like the optimum dosage. Benefits of creatine um, are numerous. They can help you to grow muscle. So they help with hypertrophy, um, Mm -hmm. muscular strength, endurance. It can help with cognitive abilities. There's a lot of new research showing that, which is really cool. And it does that by increasing our our ATP, which is our kind of like our energy currency in exchange. So yeah, definitely recommend taking five grams of creatine monohydrate because there's some other forms out there, but all the research is done on on the monohydrate. Yeah. And uh, what what do you say, pill or or a powder form? That's another question we'll get asked for. I like the powder, but yeah, I don't know if it's preference or not. Mix it in with your drink, but yeah, if you take if you like it in pill form, you can take that too. In terms of brands, it really doesn't matter. Make sure you're looking for a creatine monohydrate. Yeah. um, For that, that's that's really what matters there. Yeah. Okay, so during extremely stressful times, what do you prioritize first if you can't do it all? This is actually a really good question. I think it's important for you to choose three things, and these are always going to be your non-negotiables. I call them anchors. Three anchors that you know you can do when everything goes to shit. And it could be anything you want, but it's something that you can be consistent with even when times are tough, right? So that could be making sure you get enough water, making sure you maybe you get a 30 minute walk. I'm just throwing shit out here. Okay. (laughs) Making sure that you write a daily gratitude journal every day. It could be making sure you get your fiber, making sure you get your protein. You choose three things that you know you can consistently do and always fall back on those. For me, it really is. I really try to make sure I get my steps in. And if I am supposed to work out on a specific day, I make sure I get my workout in or I adjust my schedule to make sure that my workouts I'm not missing. It may be a different day, but those are always a non-negotiable protein and fiber are always a non-negotiable for me because I'm eating anyway. There's no mm-hmm. fucking excuse for me right. because I, I plan my meals and I got my water. Those have been my non-negotiables for a very long time now. And I stick with them when life, cause life is really fucking busy right now. It's, I feel like every day, every month it gets busier, but I'm making sure that I, do not uh, neglect what's very important to me. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. The anchors. Yes. What about you, Matt? Do you have some non-negotiables? Yeah, my non-negotiables are one home meal cooked, home meal cooked a day. Because if I don't do that, then I tend to kind of fall off the wayside and, and start going down the slippery slope of, oh, I'll just get takeout and things like that, or I'll eat on yeah. the road even worse. And <laughs> that's one thing I need to do right now because of my my, my crazy schedule. So I've realized yeah. that I need to be, I need to come home and make breakfast after I do that. Otherwise my entire day goes to shit. Other than that, my other non-negotiable is literally walking. Something I do every day, regardless, even when the weather sucks, like it did today in Ohio, it was raining Mm -hmm. all day, but that's why we have rain jackets. And that's why we have, that's why we have boots. Because for me, especially, especially this last year plus or so, a walk really is my anchor for like, that's how my, Mm -hmm. my day goes, how my walk goes essentially, or my lack thereof. And I'll admit there's days when that I haven't gotten that walk-in, even though it is a non-negotiable. And there is a big contrast um, and difference between the days that I do get my walk-in and days that I don't get my walk-in in terms of my my energy levels, my mm-hmm. productivity, my mental health, my clarity, everything. So yeah. like I'm literally shooting myself in the fucking foot if I don't go on my walk. 
Yeah, I think That's it's important it's too for stress purposes to get that yeah. movement in. It absolutely is. Because stress is the enemy of self-control. Yeah, and I want to talk about oh. this too in terms of the walk too. And this is one benefit of the walking that we don't talk about a lot when people are like, well, it's bad weather. Can I just do it inside? Like, yeah, sure you can, but you still need fucking to be outside. Yeah. So in a way, being outside is almost a non-negotiable for me too, because I fucking hate a treadmill. I know you're walking on you're walking on yours right now as we're recording right now, which is great. Like that you've got well, the stationary know. walking treadmill for yeah. work purposes because you have a sedentary job and a lifestyle, right? Right. This um, is how I get my steps in. Now I'm not gonna do my daily walk on a treadmill. I'll do my daily like if I get <laughs> I would I would absolutely do like what you're doing if I had one of those and I've been thinking about it. But yeah, I if if I can control it, I'm going to go outside. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Because of the because of the sunlight is where I was going with this. Mm -hmm. We need we need that sunlight and especially in in the winter months, it's it's even more important to combat the seasonal depression and things like that. Yeah, so, for sure. I've been hearing that a lot lately from clients is like I think I'm coming out of the seasonal depression and I'm like, well, yeah, we're, it's been warming up at least more, at least in our area. So people are getting <laughs> outside more. So we're starting to feel a little bit better for sure. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Why is tracking carbs and fat not necessary for fat loss? Because okay. that's a good one. Because in order to lose fat, you need to be in a calorie deficit, right? So what's important, carbs and fats are calories and protein has calories. Four calories per gram for protein, four calories per gram for carbs, and nine calories per gram for fat. Yes. So when we have clients track calories, it's really just important to focus and keep it so simple, right? So if you're tracking protein, the carbs and fats are the rest of the calories. That's all that is. And it balances out where it may, like, what is, what do you like more? That's all really it is. It's all a preference. Because so carbohydrates and fats don't make you fat or not gain fat, right? Like there's, it doesn't fucking yeah, matter. It's exactly. And the protein, why we want you to focus on that is because it keeps you full. It helps maintain your muscle. It's slower digesting. It has the highest thermic effect of food. So we want you to focus on that because that's going to uh, help your hunger. You don't want to be fucking starving and you don't want to lose muscle. So that's exactly. why we have you focus on protein and let the carbs and fats fall where they may. As long as you're under your calories, you will lose fat. Exactly. Nailed it on the fucking head. Keep and, it simple. And you kind of alluded to this too. Keep yeah, exactly. Keep it simple. <laughs> tracking all like there's people that do really well with tracking macros. I certainly that's how I learned. That's that's how I learned was by tracking macros. And I do mm -hmm. think it's important to understand macros, but you don't need to track it's like fucking an unnecessary puzzle piece. You're you're making a a bigger puzzle with smaller pieces doing yeah. that. And it's it's unnecessary. Yeah. What's easier to make a puzzle with three pieces like we give our, our two-year-old children or a 5,000-piece masterpiece, right? Um, right. One with three pieces, so. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, my turn. Yep. Another one from the old Facebook group. Uh, what, what, can I, <laughs> what can I do to curb sugar cravings at night? I've been trying not to completely eliminate sweets, but then I tend to overeat, especially at night. So they've been trying to make an effort to not completely cut it out. So that's nice. That's that's good. Mm -hmm. So they may not be physically restricting, but maybe are they mentally restricting still? They might be mentally restricting it more than they actually think they are. But if they're not, if they are allowing themselves to 
eat the foods like we recommend, right? Like if you're craving, mm -hmm. craving sugar, we tell you to eat sugar, have a little bit of it and be fine. So what can we look at then if that's not really helping then? So there's a couple of things we can look at. One, we kind of just got done talking about it was, was protein. Do you have enough protein throughout the day? Because maybe you're just not satisfied. Maybe, maybe that sugar craving is really your body telling you that it needs something and you're not getting a micronutrient or, or macronutrient. Other than that, we, we tend to look at, make sure we're getting enough calories throughout the day. So again, mm -hmm. that's another one that if you're not eating enough, you're not satisfied again. So just like with the protein. So if you're not getting enough calories, you could be getting more cravings for food and you're just identifying that craving as sugar or something like that. Yeah. It can also be behavioral. You're just that's used okay. to- Okay, like, are you emotionally yeah. wanting it rather yeah. than- physically. Right. So we, we just talked about the physical stuff. So the mental side of it, maybe you just, yeah. are you, it's a behavioral thing. So maybe you're mentally, emotionally eating, mentally eating, maybe you're emotionally eating, stress eating. Maybe, maybe that piece of candy gives you some type of relief at the yeah. end of a long fucking day, or maybe after your husband pisses you off, or I know that there's so many things, right? There's so many mm -hmm. things that could be causing this. And that's why there's not just one answer. It, yeah. it's, it's not so black and white. For some people, it could be that they used to eat sweets after everybody went to bed for so for decades. And now mm -hmm. they struggle with, with breaking that habit. It's, it yeah. could be any number of things, but those are really the, the kind of the starting places for mm -hmm. looking at sugar and those cravings at the end of the day. Yeah. Craving or a trigger too, like, yeah. And I also just know that you have to get rid of that scarcity mindset and know that you can always have more tomorrow. So it's okay to stop. You got to sit with that uncomfortableness because for some reason you're, you're, you're eating that for either like a feeling or there's something going on there that you need to pause and reflect yeah. on and really start to notice, okay, why do I want more right now? Like, mm -hmm. is it because I think I can't have some more tomorrow? You need to start becoming aware of what's going on. And that's awareness is key, really. Yeah. I love that you said that, the pause, because we, that's something we talk about a lot is that pause, mm -hmm. that power of the pause, yeah. initiating that stop when you're craving that. Yeah. That's like a mindful eating skill right there. Yeah. Um, stop. You don't need to get the candy just because you're craving it right in that moment, just mm -hmm. allowing yourself five seconds or so to stop and pause is yeah. can be enough to, for your brain to register that you don't actually want it or for you to ask yourself, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Why, why this food? Why now? What am I feeling? What's going yeah. on? I'll I mean, I know I talk to myself and ask myself these questions because I think we all, we're all consistently like Matt, like focusing on mindfulness is a consistent Thing that you do it's you have to be mindful it's like, of mindfulness. i'm mindfulness as fuck like i'm like okay boss like i just had a cookie do you really not even need another one i'm like asking myself shit that i tell you to ask yourself because we all have emotions we all you know it's it's what you do mindfulness is something a, a daily practice yeah it really is it really and is. if you're not used to it you got to start right and they might not be because what, what so many people have been doing for so long is yeah. the opposite of mindfulness. They've been following a rigid plan, a mm -hmm. diet a diet plan. I can eat these foods. I can't eat these foods. It's very fucking simple to yeah. practice right. that. Right. It's black and white, literally, but the world isn't black <laughs> and white. Yeah. And it's okay to sit there and ask yourself these questions. That's how you get curious and find out the answers for yourself. Like, okay, yep. where am I really at today? Mm -hmm. Fuck yeah. Oh, I had a bad day at work. Maybe that's why I want more. I'm looking for some comfort. Okay, mm -hmm. I don't, I'm okay. It's tomorrow's going to be a better day. You just talk yourself through it. Yeah. If you don't want to talk yourself through it, write write it down. Yeah. Journal. Exactly. Get, get, the, get these. You need to get these thoughts out of your head. Yeah. Okay. What are your thoughts on intermittent fasting? Positive, negative, anything? Mm. It's so funny. I get that question all the time. It's neutral. <laughs> I guess. I'm. We're tired of hearing about it, right? Personally, for me, I I 
fuck that. I want breakfast. Okay. Yeah. Like I don't need some diet with a name to tell me when I can and cannot eat. I find that it's food not rules. sustainable. Not yeah. We don't need food rules. We don't need people to tell us when we can and cannot eat. You do not need to intermittent fast for um, fat loss at all. I find that it makes some people binge at night because they're saving so many calories for the evening. Um, so yep. if you are a huge eater at night, I don't suggest it. And that's what I struggled with when I did intermittent fasting was those binging tendencies. Yeah. I feel like it, it creates a horrible relationship with food. I don't know. I agree. I, I've made a ton of videos about it. And yeah. You see them. I, I'm just not a fan, but I suggest and, trying and, to find and for some people something... it does work well, but yeah, exactly. Some people love it, and that's yeah. what's important. Right. Do what do what you enjoy. And I yeah. want to go to go back to the topic, um, the thing you said there about uh, for fat loss, right? Because it really doesn't mm -hmm. matter. It doesn't matter whatsoever for fat loss. No. There are we've got studies, human control studies on a larger mm -hmm. scale that equates calories at a time restricted feeding. And a, uh, just a calorie restricted feeding throughout the day. And when calories are equated, fat loss is identical. There is yeah. no statistical significance because there is no difference when we know this. So eat in a way that you fucking enjoy. Eat when you want to. Listen to your body. That's what we really need to be doing is getting in mm -hmm. touch with our, our body's natural hunger cues. You've got them. You just haven't been listening because you've been doing things like intermittent fasting and following these restrictive diets that don't let you actually eat. We yeah. need to get back in touch with our shit. Exactly. With our shit. With our shit. Okay, let's see here. Okay, if I can't do an exercise fully, for example, the lateral raise because of a sore shoulder, is it better to go down and wait to be able to raise the weights higher or keep the weight I'm at and raise them as, as far as I can, as high as I can? So I'm assuming soreness does not mean hurt, hurty here. Right. Right. Joints not hurdy. Joints just sorry. <laughs> okay. So if we're sore, I recommend you're still working through it. Do what you're able to. You might that might mean dropping the weight lower than what you did last time. That is okay. That's kind of known as like auto regulation. You're listening to your body and you're doing what you're able to. You're not gonna do the same weight every time you're in the gym. Mm -hmm. You're not gonna make progress every time you're in the gym. Sometimes it's okay to lower the weight. And if that's what, if that's what it takes to do the movement with good form in a healthy, in a safe way, then absolutely drop the weight. But mm -hmm. generally speaking, like working out while you're sore, that's okay to do. But if you're still sore, like three, four five days after your workout and the last time you did a muscle part, I would, I would look at why that is your recovery yeah. um, and things <laughs> like that. Or like you shouldn't be doing the same um, muscles back to back days. So if that's why you're sore, I would look at that as well. Yeah, for sure. Okay, cortisol in relation to slower metabolism, weight gain, how to lower cortisol stress. Okay, so cortisol is a stress hormone and it's not the cause of fat gain, okay? You may be having water retention because of stress or you may be stress eating, which causes fat gain, okay? Cortisol does not slow your metabolism. If you feel like you have a lower metabolism, you're probably not getting enough meat in throughout the day, not enough protein, and you're not strength training. If you want to increase your metabolism, get your meat up, get that protein in, and strength train. Well, stress is a fickle bitch like that because what you were just describing, the lower metabolism because of they're not moving as much, stress it contributes to those things, yeah. right? 
Stress can make you want to lose, move less and not eat well and do all these other things. It's not mm -hmm. the reason why you're not losing weight, but it's, it can be a contributing factor because of the behaviors and things that happen after when you're stressed the fuck out, when you're chronically stressed. Yeah. I, I feel like social media overuses uh, cortisol as a buzz term as well. Yeah. Cortisol is you know? not a bad thing. Exercise causes stress. I was going to say, I was going to say, yeah. Does that mean exercise is bad? Fuck no. Right. Exactly. Chronic stress is bad, like long in the long run, but like mm -hmm. acute, acute stress from blips in time, not necessarily. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We need stress. That's how our body adapts. Right. <laughs> for good right? or for better or worse. You stress a muscle and it grows. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> Let's see here. This person asked a few. Okay. This is kind of piggybacking off of the one you, you had earlier. What are some things to tell yourself when you just don't want to do the things? Like a pep talk to just go do the things. Got to be honest with yourself. Why, why, why am I doing this, right? Like, I don't care if I don't fucking want to do it. I know that I'm going to feel better for doing this thing. It's like I said mm -hmm. with my walk earlier. Even on those days when I don't want to get to walk, I know how good it's going to make me feel after the fact. Yeah. You, you have to think of like your future self too. Like the past self was the one that would just not do something because you didn't fucking feel like it. That's, mm -hmm. that's kind of alluding to like relying on motivation and motivation. Yeah. It's a fucking feeling and feelings come and go. They can change. So right. what are you going to do when you don't have that feeling anymore? When that feeling of motivation fucking is gone, right? Mm -hmm. Well, then you're going to, then you're saying, what do I do when I tell myself, I just don't want to do the things that's you were relying on motivation. So now you need to start instilling discipline and taking action when you don't feel like doing it. Yeah. That'll, that'll defeat that lack of motivation and that lack of feeling like you want to do it. Action results, motivation. Yeah. Motivation comes much further in the process. So many people yeah. think it starts with it, but it's, it's months into the process. <laughs> and that's what keeps me going is I know my action has created my results. So what the fuck am I going to do? Stop doing everything I've been doing for six years now? No, I keep yeah, going. If you want those results, guess what you got to do? You got to keep doing it. <laughs> I want to keep feeling good. I want to keep in maintenance. I don't want to go backwards. And so mm -hmm. I just keep doing the fucking things that I don't want to do consistently. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. What is your tip on tracking when we go out to eat at restaurants? <laughs> I get this question a lot. Yeah. I think it's important to look at the menu beforehand. Yes. Try to figure out what you're going to eat. As for tracking, honestly, people overthink this because they want to be perfect, knowing that you're going out to eat. You're not going to be perfect with the tracking. You're not making the food. Be okay with that. Okay, so just find something in your app that is closest to what you are eating in the restaurant and track it. Find the highest calorie thing because you're not cooking it. You don't know how much oil they've used, how much butter. Definitely so overestimate those calories. Huh? Yeah, so overestimate, find something closest to what you're eating and let it go. Have fun. Have fun and enjoy yourself. Don't stress yeah, about it. It's one fucking exactly. meal. If it's a it's, meal that's happening every day, then that's a different conversation. If you're consistently eating out, yeah, that's another story. Especially if but your goal is fat loss, because eating out and fat loss, while it's possible, makes it a lot fucking harder because you're not yeah. in control of any of those variables. You don't want to be eating out four times a week when you're in a fat loss phase. Yeah. I mean, I've done it. I've done it when I was, when I was younger and didn't have any responsibility. It's more like, let's fuck around and find out. Yeah, yeah exactly. Exactly. You know? <laughs> <laughs> you fuck around and you might find out. You might not like what you find out, though. Yeah. Do you want to take one more each? Sure. That sounds good okay. to me. Let's see here. I'll pick a good one if I can. Okay. What are some strong habits to have in place to help aid in a fat loss period? Or some ways to habit stack to make your journey more successful and or sustainable? I love it. So some strong habits to have in place to help aid in a fat loss period. 
Okay. Well, a habit, I guess this would, this would be a habit. It's, it's the protein, get that protein up. So build your meals around protein mm -hmm. majority of the time. Focus on open, open size palm of, palm of your hand for protein for that habit. I would also say make walking a daily habit. Become a person that walks. You fucking walk everywhere. I don't care if it seems like it's like two blocks away, if it's going to add two minutes, walk there. It, just walk there. When you go to the parking lot, uh, the grocery store, walk, walk in from the back yeah. of the parking lot. So that means park it further. So seek ways for you to walk more. Yeah. Walking is king for fat loss. It really is. I mean, other than nutrition. It really is. Other than nutrition. Fat loss and maintenance. Yeah. They lost fat loss and maintenance for, for, yep. keeping, for keeping the results off after, after the fact. Yeah. As much as you're walking during fat loss, keep that walking up during maintenance. Yeah. Become somebody who walks. Yep. And you will love that person. I've never, yeah. I've never met somebody that told me they fucking hate walking after uh, walking's a awesome. journey. Yeah. Yeah. And then they're like, yes. it's easy. Is there, that really what's been missing? Like, right. For a lot of people. Yes. <laughs> All right. Is there any truth to the rumor that soy like tofu or tempeh is linked to breast cancer? That is false. Actually, follow Nicole, the oncology dietitian on Instagram. She has a ton of content about this, and she's a huge uh, fan of soy does not cause cancer. Yeah. She is a cancer dietitian. We're, we're so. going to get her on here at some point. Yeah, we need to. But sure. yeah, you're good. You are good. You are good. There's a lot of... I, where does the soy hate come from? Oh, I don't fucking because know. Because there's been so many things linked to soy, like, oh, it's, it's the estrogen and it's going to ruin your testosterone. Man, you're a soy boy, like all this shit. There's so much it's, bullshit out it's so, there. It's, it's fucking I nuts. Say, I should, why am I even asking the question, where does this shit come from? Because we <laughs> <laughs> none of us fucking know where this idiot is. Oh, my God. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Anyway, okay, so that's a wrap on this Q&A episode. Mm -hmm. uh, we're definitely going to do another one, so we'll do a part two from this. You guys let yes. us know if you want it, of course. Other than that, really quickly, have to crab meet and greet coming up March 23rd. In Florida. Where is it at again? 10 a.m. at the... Black Bear Wilderness Area in Sanford, Florida at 10 a.m. March 23rd, and we will have a link to sign up for that to RSVP in the show notes, and we're going to be posting them on our stories until uh, until that day. So we want to see y'all. Come come hang yes. out and come hike with us. It's going to be fun. Yes, it's be come hike. Good time. Good time. All, All right, right Matt. See ya. See ya. Bye. Hope you enjoyed this episode. So why not share it with a friend who needs to hear it? Send us a DM on Instagram or email us at cutthecrappod at gmail.com and join our Patreon at patreon.com slash cutthecrappodcast. As always, we appreciate you and thanks for being here.